hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. So the biggest lie told by Jennifer Granholm is that there is nothing that the Biden administration can do as it relates to producing oil. When she was asked, when Jennifer Granholm, she's our energy secretary. Now, remember, all of this is rooted in Joe Biden bowing at the altar of these climate change radicals and artificially reducing the world supply of oil, gas and coal, which is the lifeblood of the world's economy. Now, it has impacted every single American. It is disproportionately impacting, negatively hurting poor and middle class Americans. The, the very thing that Democrats always say they don't want to do. Jennifer Granholm then lies when she's on Bloomberg and asks what she can do. What is her plan to increase oil production? This is this is when we get this crazy laugh. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC. And they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning. That is a lie. And how do we know it's a lie? Because we've been able, one of, one of Donald Trump's greatest accomplishments that most people weren't paying attention to was he was able to get this country towards energy independence for the first time in 75 years. America became a net exporter of energy. Now think about it from a national security perspective. What does that mean for us? We didn't have to bow at the altar of OPEC or countries that hate our guts in the Middle East or involve ourselves in any way because we were energy independent. If you wanted a plan to make the Middle East rich again, this is it. If you wanted to put America, America's security in jeopardy, well, now we're dependent on countries that hate us, and now we have to concern ourselves with matters that did not impact us in any way, shape, matter, or form. It's unbelievable. Then Granholm said, and this is a lie, that nothing the Biden administration is doing is preventing oil and gas companies from doing additional extraction. That is a lie. Listen, there is nothing that the Biden administration is doing that is preventing oil and gas companies in the United States from doing additional extraction. That is a full and complete lie. Then the administration got caught in yet another lie this week after slamming a reports as inaccurate in terms of them wanting to shut down yet another pipeline, they had to reverse course and admit they're now considering shutting down what's known as Line 5, a pipeline from Canada to Michigan, while oil and gas prices continue to skyrocket. Um, listen to the White House press secretary, Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, uh, admitting that they lied. Is it being studied right now? Is the administration studying the impact of shutting down yeah. the line five? Yes, so, we are. We are. Is that inaccurate? Well, I thought you were saying that we were going to shut it down, but that is that is not inaccurate. Okay, great, 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 great. But I'll, the Army Corps of Engineers is preparing an environmental impact to look through this. We have now a seven-year high in terms of gasoline prices. That impacts every single American every single time you go to fill up your gas tank. Every 
every American heating and cooling their home. Uh, it's costing a lot more. There are estimates that as high as you will pay almost double to heat your home this winter. Everything that we buy in every store that we go to, also, similarly, we're paying more for because it costs more to get it there. On top of, for example, look at the workers on the Keystone XL pipeline. Now, there was a laid off Keystone XL pipeline worker who testified before Congress. His name is Neil Crabtree. I'm going to introduce you to him in a minute. And here's what he said before Congress. My crisis right now isn't the climate. My crisis is the mortgage payments I have due every month. It's the food I need to put on my table. And it's the health care I need to provide to my family. And instead of demonizing the CEOs and presidents that are here today, I would like to thank them for the opportunities they've provided me and my family and my union uh, to work in these past few decades. And All right. Neil Crabtree joins us now. He was a welding foreman, began work on the pipeline construction as an apprentice in 1997. Uh, obviously, this is now impact and turned his entire life upside down. Uh, these are high paying career jobs in the energy sector, one after another being wiped out. We're also joined by Dr. Peter Pry. He's the executive director of the Task Force on National and Homeland Security. And he was also the chief of staff of the Congressional EMP Commission. Uh, that's Electromagnetic Pulse and on the staffs of the House Armed Services Committee and the CIA. Welcome both of you to the program. Thank you, Sean. Neil, to the extent that it's possible, bring us into the world of the workers on the Keystone XL pipeline, because Vladimir Putin got a waiver for the Nord Stream pipeline, and he's now building it to supply energy to our allies in Western Europe, energy I would argue we should be supplying them. My question to you is, what is the real-life net impact of this being shut down? Well, Sean, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, but it's not just the Keystone Pipeline. I could give you a list of major pipelines in the last year that have been canceled. Uh, like I said, not just the Keystone. And it's moving our industry right now more towards a maintenance of existing pipelines and replacing existing pipelines instead of adding new infrastructure and of course that don't provide the amount of man hours as a uh, new construction would so there's a lot of members in my union that aren't getting to work and this project like this line five replacement uh that's uh another uh project they were counting on so you know you got the administration not only attacking new construction but they're going after pipelines that are already in existence uh and that just uh oh it's a dangerous thing let's talk about for example why these are highly coveted jobs these uh, to the extent you feel comfortable you know give me a range of salary annual salary of many of the workers that you worked with how much money were you making um and what has it been like since you, you basically got a pink slip from Joe Biden? Well, in years past, uh, a man that wants to put the time in and stay working the majority of the year, it, it was nothing for a welder like myself to make $100,000, $120,000 a year. And if you want to stay after it and work the full year, you know, there's people making upwards of $200,000 a year. But during the peak construction uh, time, during this summer, you know, I had over 80% of our members were out of work during a time that we should have been working on things like the Keystone Pipeline, the Atlantic Coast Pipeline that was canceled, the Pennies Pipeline that was canceled, 
so uh, it's hurting, hurting on a lot of people that I know. Yeah, let me bring you in, Dr. Peter Pry. Um, let's talk about the impact of the economy. Every single American is now feeling it. Here's the problem, though. Joe Biden is so married to this new Green Deal socialism, you know, this this doom and, and gloom ideology that says we have 10 years and, and the earth is going to be extinct or whatever AOC said and some of these other radical socialists. And you look at, for example, America had energy independence. We're a net exporter of energy. We're now paying a buck fifty more a gallon to fill our tanks. We're now paying more to heat and cool our homes, and we're paying more for every single item we buy in every store. Inflation is real, and it disproportionately impacts negatively poor and middle-class Americans. Yeah, well, uh, let me just start by saying that the premise for doing all of this is there's, is not based by science. The idea that we face some kind of a climate catastrophe is not true. The science does not support that, despite all of the histrionics from the administration. Uh, you know, the, the climate is uh, climate's cha- uh, cha- is well within the normative circumstances that we've had for hundreds and thousands of years in terms of in terms of the climate. There is not going to be a climate crisis in 10 years so or 12 years. And none of this that they're doing uh you know, makes any sense in that context. Uh, but it well, does well, let me ask you this question, you... because now Joe Biden's been begging OPEC and Russia to increase production of oil, right? Because the price of oil, I guess, is headed towards 100 bucks a barrel. It may even go higher. And what I'm trying to understand is if all of this is based on the motivation of protecting the planet, what difference would it make if the oil is pumped out of the Middle East or out of Russia uh, versus, say, out of the United States? What is the difference? Because, well, in other words... You're right. I mean, that, 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 that wouldn't uh, protect the planet since the supply, the demand is going to be supplied from somewhere. You know, but this isn't really about saving the planet. This is about transitioning the West to socialism and green socialism and changing the lifestyle of the American people. I thought it was revealing when Secretary Granholm commented about adjusting demand or supply and demand, making an adjustment there, because everybody assumed that the the implication was the administration would try to adjust supply upward to meet the demand. But what their agenda is, of course, is to reduce demand. You know, and that and it fits right into their agenda to allow prices to go sky high. So the people will be forced by economic choices to start becoming less materialistic, scaling back on automobiles, relying more on mass transportation, doing all the things that the radical green left, which now is an important part of the political base of the Democrat Party and has captured the administration, all these things they've been wanting us to do for decades. And that's what. But, but meanwhile, about. under the Trump administration, we were able to reduce carbon emissions more than any other country on the planet. Is that not true? Well, that is true, but it's also really, you know, carbon is not a threat to to the climate. You know, we're not. Well, if it was such a crisis, threat, then I guess all these four hundred plus private jets that went to the climate summit, uh, <laughs> maybe they could have done a big Zoom call and and saved the, their carbon footprint for another day. You know, historically, I mean, in terms of ge- <clears throat> in terms of geological time, 
when you look at the climate crises that have happened in the past, like the Ice Age, all right, uh, or the Little Ice Age that happened during the Middle Ages, uh, you know, we did not have a big industrial society, uh, you know, 50,000 years ago or 700 years ago when we had the Big Ice Age and then the Little Ice Age. Those things weren't caused by man. You know, our ability to affect climate is negligible. Uh, you know, it's the sun that affects climate. That's the chief that's the chief determinant of whether you have major climate changes on Earth. And we don't have any control over the sun. So all of this business about being worried of our carbon footprint and trying to manage, you know, uh, trying to manage the climate, that's beyond, man is puny compared to the climate. Uh, you know, that's way beyond our capability to do anything about all right, quick break. We'll come back. Fired Keystone XL pipeline worker Neil Crabtree is with us. Dr. Peter Pry continues with us. All right, as we continue, Neil Crabtree, he was a welding foreman on the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, he and so many others lost their high-paying career jobs. Also, Dr. Peter Pry is with us. You know, I'm, I'm listening to this, and then I'm looking at the real-world consequences for people like Neil. Um, what are your fellow Keystone XL pipeline workers that have been laid off and, and lectured how you need to get another high-paying union job, uh, as Pete Buttigieg said at the time, uh, what are most of the guys that you work with now doing, and what is the difference in pay that they're experiencing, Neil? Well, uh, it, we're a big union. I mean, we do pipeline work in 46 of uh, the states across the country, so it, it's hard to stay in touch with what a lot of these guys are doing. But you know, some of the sadder things I read about is people having to cash out their 401k retirements because they haven't been able to work uh, uh Things like that is what really, uh, you know, bothers me. Uh, you're not going to find a job making the kind of money you were building a pipeline that pays the kind of benefits. Uh, if you're going to start all over in life, it's going to be at an entry-level position. So I can tell you that the guys that have found other jobs, they're nowhere near uh, what they were used to making. So, there's so a instead of making a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred grand, there they're making sixty, seventy if they're lucky. If they're lucky, I would say. <laughs> Yeah. Well, all of this can be reversed immediately, but they'll never do it. That, that That's like every other crisis. They're never going to rescue Americans in Afghanistan. They're never going to enforce the law at the border. They're never going to reverse course on this this new Green Deal socialism and, and radicalism. They're not going to reverse course on the economy and and that means inflation is here to stay and that means americans will suffer needlessly because of these policies nor will they get tough abroad with hostile regimes like china iran and russia etc and that now is our future but i think the american people uh will will speak out loudly and proudly in a year from now and I would imagine that there's going to be a dramatic political shift in the country. We certainly need it, that's for sure. But, Neil, uh, our best to you. If we can do anything at any point to ever help you or any of the other guys that worked on the Keystone XL pipeline, please let us know. Uh, Dr. Peter Pry, thank you for all you're doing. Thank you, Sean, for having Quick break, right back. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls, 800-941-SEAN. White House saying again today, just as a follow-up to the last half hour, that they are again 
Now, they've been rejected three times by OPEC. They've now begged OPEC three times to increase the production of oil. They don't need to beg the state of Texas or Oklahoma or Alaska or North Dakota. We have more natural resources, energy resources than the entire Middle East. Donald Trump gave us some of the lowest energy prices we've ever had, especially in recent years. We're now at a seven-year high in terms of the cost of energy and the cost of a gallon of gasoline. Now, tell me how that helps the American people. Now you go to the next logical question. Um, Why would they do this knowing it's going to anger every American? Because if you're a liberal, you think you are morally and intellectually superior you know we're just a bunch of peons we're a bunch of irredeemable deplorables we're the we're the people that cling to our our god bibles guns and religion we're smelly walmart shoppers but if you go back this is exactly what joe biden said he would do i'm going to play two cuts of joe biden during the democratic uh debate uh going back to 2019 Just listen to what Joe said he would do and he's now doing. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. If we don't stop using fossil fuels, we're all dead. Doing away with any subsidies for fossil fuels, number one. Number two, holding them liable for what they have done, particularly in those cases where you're underserved neighborhoods and you, you know the deal, okay? And by the way, when they don't, when they're deliberate, we'll put them in jail. That's what I, I I'm not joking. I'm, uh, I'm not joking. We'll put them in jail. You know, Ron Klain's answer is he's blaming Donald Trump for Biden's low poll numbers. This goes back to what I said at the beginning of the program. Every single situation we now find ourselves in, every crisis we now have, was completely preventable, and it's all governed by the radical left's agenda. We didn't have to abandon Americans in Afghanistan. They did. We should rescue them. We didn't have to have chaos at the border. Uh, We shouldn't be discussing $450,000 payments to people that enter this country illegally, but we are. Uh, We shouldn't have special preferential treatment for illegal immigrants, I mean, they're not even being COVID tested. There's no vaccine mandate. They're just being dispersed all over the country because that's what they believe. We, we could fix the energy problem easily. Go back and adopt the policies of Trump. If you want to fix the border problem, adopt the policies that worked under Trump. If you care about the economy, first fix the energy problem, which is a big part of the inflation problem, and go back to the policies of Donald Trump. They're not going to do it because it's not in them to do it. And as the, the, Joe Biden is doing exactly what he said he would do. So it shouldn't surprise anybody. But obviously, he's not looking out for we, the American people, you, the American people. They don't care that you're paying more for gasoline. As a matter of fact, they're, that's their plan because they believe in, in, in their marriage to this, this climate you know, madness, agenda madness, new Green Deal socialist madness, that trumps everything. What impact it has on we, the people, doesn't seem to matter to them because they've now doubled down even after Virginia 
and New Jersey on all of this. They've doubled down on stupid socialism. And it's not going to end well, I think, for the country. And it's not going to end well for them politically. Tom is in Georgia. Tom, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Hi. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, How are you, you know, sir? They're talking about, I'm doing good uh, making it through this traffic around Atlanta. Uh, you know, they're trying to mandate all these vaccines. You got truck drivers. Let's take a look at that. I live and work in about a seven-by-nine-foot box. <laughs> I probably that, don't that, see... That's the cab in the, behind your steering wheel that you sleep in every day. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I see usually the person... By the way, I've been in them. From. Some of them are really nice. They got TVs. You got refrigerators. You got a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah, we got microwaves. Some of us have little stoves and stuff, uh, you know, crock pots. Right. But you're, you're looking at... I meet... I usually see the person I'm picking up from to get loaded, the person I'm delivering to, and maybe a few people when I stop and get fuel. Why in the world would a truck driver need a vaccine? I mean, isn't it bad enough we're spending 800 to to $1,000 more a week in fuel? Well, the th- let me ask you a couple of questions here. Now, you, you're not going to take less for money for a load and make less money for a load because of the high price of diesel, are you? That's correct. All right. Do you own your own company, your own rig, or do you work for another company? I'm leased on to another company. Okay. Now, if the company that you work for, they're not going to make less money because of the high cost of diesel, are they? No. No. They take, just like my fuel, uh, well, the loads, they take 25% of the load off the top. Okay. So that's what they get. So who ends up paying more money because of the higher price of diesel? The truck drivers. No, because you're not getting paid any less. You're not going to make less money, right? Correct. So, is, correct. Is, so in other words, if you deliver to a grocery store, a drugstore, Lowe's, Home Depot, wherever, and you drop off your load, you're still going to get the same amount of money that you were going to get paid regardless of the price of diesel and the cost to deliver the, those goods to whatever place of business you drop them off at, that is going to be passed on to the consumer. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Sure is. By the way, you shouldn't take a dime less. You shouldn't be punished because of their policies. Your company shouldn't be punished because of their policies. And the American people will be punished because, well, they stupidly elected radical socialists that are in power trying to implement all of this. And that's where the blame is. Everything we pay for that great guys like you deliver to us, we're now paying a lot more for. Well, you got to look through. Part of your problem is you got a lot of these companies that have shut down. And uh, now we would have, you know, 10 drivers that would pick up from that company who aren't getting those loads anymore. They're having to compete against other drivers to find other loads. So, you know, in some cases, you are making less money. Yeah. And by the way, now that with the supply chain issues, I know truck drivers that their truck goes down, they can't get a spare part. That's one less truck on the road at a time when we really need more truckers and more trucks, not less. Um, I sat on the side of the road for five and a half hours the other day just to get one tire. Tom, what you do for a living puts food on our table, puts medicines in our medicine cabinets. It, It basically every item we buy is because of people like you that drive trucks. We appreciate you being with us. Thank you, sir. And thanks for what you do. Thank you. 800-941. Sean, Linda is in Michigan on the Sean Hannity Show. Linda, how are you? Glad you called. Hey, thank you. You hit my hot button. Energy and Gr- Jennifer Granholm. <laughs> well, uh, you know, her little... I'm ashamed to say she was my ex-governor. 
Yeah, that that laugh. Uh, there's nothing we can do. Uh, blame OPEC. It's a cartel. Um, no, yeah. you can go back to the policies that you abandoned, and that's the energy independence uh, that Donald Trump handed you. Right. I watched her interviews last weekend. She's unqualified. She's callous. And she's self-serving. And she reveled in the fact that Americans would be paying more for energy prices. She offered no solutions nor expressed any empathy for the situation. And she really looked stupid when she said it was okay to buy expensive Saudi oil instead of buying our own. She obviously wants us to overpay and not chop the clearance aisle. I listened to that laugh and then the lying associated with it, and it made my blood boil. Yeah. And, and when you, you know, think about it, the only reason they call it the Green New Deal is because they're going to take our green and put the burden of financing it and making it look attractive on the backs of the poor and middle class America. You know, they claim to have a monopoly of compassion for the poor and the middle class. Oh, we're only going to raise taxes on the rich. We're going to raise taxes on corporations. None of that is true. They, the people that they are hurting today are the poor in the middle class these you know and by the way they may think that they're going after all these millionaires and billionaires etc well what's going to happen when the government takes more of their money then they're not they're going to have less money to build other businesses and create other jobs and other opportunities now i think based on what happened in virginia and based on what happened in new jersey i don't think it's going to go through i think the democratic party is in the middle of a civil war it's not just mansion and cinema anymore. You have one House Democrat from Pennsylvania won a seat in 2018 by criticizing Nancy Pelosi. He's now admitting that Joe Biden's, you know, build back better new Green Deal socialism will slam middle class taxpayers. His name is Connor Lamb, and he admitted that the spending plans were so outrageous that taxing the wealthy would not be enough, and the middle class would have to shoulder the burden. We've been telling you that. Um, corporations don't pay taxes. That's another talking point that they use often. They perpetuate this big, big lie of theirs. And we're going to take from them, and we're going to spend this money, and we're going to take care of all of your needs in life with a womb-to-the-tomb, cradle-to-grave economic philosophy that we know always ends in failure. Linda, thank you. Quick break right back to the phones, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, are we really going to pay $450,000 to uh, illegal immigrants that didn't respect our laws, our borders, our sovereignty? We'll ask the attorney general from the state of Arizona at the top of the hour. Look, you. Back to our busy phones. Don Lake, Ron Konkoma. What's up, Big Don? How are you? Any permission to come aboard? Permission granted, <laughs> sir. It has been a while. Yes, it has been. Yeah, I just came back from a, a sanity build, which is uh, run by uh, Ron DeSantis. I came back from Florida after a week there. I needed to get away from uh, the Don, entire strike. you need back. to get the hell out of here. I go, know. To, go to Florida. Get out. Yep. When you go, I think I'll be right behind you, my friend. <laughs> when I, if I can get there one day, right? Yeah. Yep. I, I have to agree with your last call. How insulting to hear Energy Secretary Granholm laughing when she was asked how, uh, what was her plan to increase uh, oil production in America? 
And she said, uh, hey, I was wondering, she, she was referring to a magic wand. She doesn't have a magic wand. Was that the same magic wand that Obama claimed Trump would need when he uh, wanted to deliver on his promises to boost the U.S. economy, which, uh, which Trump did? It's amazing. You know, it, it's, what's really fascinating about this is every one of the, the crisis they now have that has resulted in Joe Biden having approval ratings in the, in the mid-30s now, first of all, imagine if he didn't have the media mob protecting him every day. Oh, yeah. And Kamala Harris at 28% approval rating. Every single problem they have, they created. Yep. They're the ones that abandoned Americans in Afghanistan. We still could go rescue them. They're the ones that refused to enforce the law at the border and all the chaos that has taken place there. They're the ones proposing $450,000 payments. They're the ones that put, you know, draconian restrictions on Americans, but won't even test the people they're processing into the country illegally and dispersing around the country. There's no vaccine mandate. There's no testing for them. Yep. They're the ones that created this energy crisis, which is impacting the entire economy, mm-hmm. which is raising inflation through the roof. And all of us are suffering because of their policies. You can fix every single issue. If you go back to the Trump policies, yep, they're never yep. going to do it. Yeah. Now he's threatening to cut, shut down the Line 5 pipeline in Michigan and cut yep. down more oil. And Granholm's predicting that uh, it'll rise. Uh, the energy crisis, heating costs will rise regardless of what Biden does. The only Correct. thing going up faster than these energy costs, Sean, is the blood pressure of consumers. And I, I'm, I see it. Listen, I've lived paycheck to paycheck, as you know, Don, in my you life. Bet. I've been there. I still have that, you know, seared into my memory. I know what it feels like. It's not fun. Most people do not have savings that they can survive for three months. Every single thing we're now paying for costs a lot more. And they're blaming OPEC. They're blaming the cartel. They only need to blame themselves. If they want to resolve the problem, go back to the Trump policies. There's your answer that they'll never accept. Last word. I had to go back to my, I had to go back to work myself. I had retired a couple of years ago. I had to go back. A friend of mine uh, started a wastewater treatment company, and he can't find people. And that company, and that's getting really bad because they can't get the uh, chemicals delivered to treat it's water terrible. and wastewater. That's going to be a problem. Farmers can't get fertilizer. Yep. You know, I mean, basic, you know, the car companies are struggling as well. Um, if you have a, a rig, but you're a trucker, if you you need a spare part, you're having a hard time finding it. That's how bad it is. Anyway, Don, thank you. 800-941-SHAWN is on number. Quick break, right back. <laughs> 